Hello everyone, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Everything Star Wars. Darth Bane is one of the most well-known ancient Sith, and most notable for creating the Rule of Two, the rule that the Sith follow, stating that there must only be two Sith Lords at any given time. But who was Darth Bane, and why did he create this rule? It would make sense that the more Sith there are, the more powerful they are. But Bane didn't think so. So today, I'm going to do a deep dive into Bane's background and why he created the Rule of Two. But first, I'm going to start off with some relevant background information on Bane's setting. So, let's begin. The Brotherhood of Darkness, created by Lord Skir Khan, Sith Lord Skir Khan, and a couple other Sith Lords, was a group of Sith who came together and... Uh, built this organization based on equality of Sith, since it was a hierarchy basically that destroyed the Sith before. It was the Sith's infighting and striving to be at the top of the Sith food chain, you might say. But this new group, the Brotherhood, was based on equality. All Sith are equal, but you might say some Sith are more equal than others, which was basically an unsaid rule. But this group was based on equality, and it was much more Sith-friendly. And, of course, their goal was still to destroy the Jedi, even after their predecessors in the Sith Empire had failed. So, this is what Bane's context was as he was becoming a Sith Lord. And he did not like this, and we will see why shortly. So, let's begin with Darth Bane's background. Even as a young boy, born in uh, 10,000 or 1,026 years before the Battle of Yavin, even as a young boy growing up on the mining world Apatros, Dazel, who would later be known as Bane, showed clear signs of Force sensitivity. He was a very angry boy who was always getting into fights with other miners, but thanks to his uncanny size and Force sensitivity, he always prevailed. His father was very abusive and thought of Dezel as the bane of his existence. And one night, after a sound beating by his father, Dezel, filled with rage and hate for him, unknowingly killed him with the Force. After accidentally killing a Republic soldier years later, he fled off-planet and joined the Sith army. He quickly rose to the ranks in his division, the Gloomwalkers, and was a part of several key battles for the Sith. It seemed as though he had a very good, a very promising career ahead of him with the Gloomwalkers, until one battle when he disobeyed a direct order and removed his commander with the support of his unit, who respected Dezel very much. He then displayed incredible abilities in the preceding attack, including impossible aim with his blaster and blind sight, targeting enemies without even being able to see them. But he was ultimately court-martialed and sent away despite their resounding victory. However, Sith Lord Kopekas saw his force potential and took him to the Sith Academy on Korriban, where Dezel took the name Bane. He was discouraged to look at the archives because the Sith headmasters believed they were out of date and worthless. But nevertheless, he rose quickly. And he didn't really use the archives all that much at first. He still rose quickly. He had 
unmatched potential, even stronger than some of the Sith who had been trained since childhood. He accidentally killed a fellow student in a duel and realized that he was the one who killed his father, and his father didn't just die in his sleep. This realization uh, caused him to fear the dark side, and because of this, his connection grew weak, so he grew weaker in the dark side. So he started studying ancient Sith documents and believed that the Brotherhood of Darkness had lost their way, seeing how the ancient Sith had always been about destroying one another and ultimately being the strongest. But so he started, uh, he, he started growing very powerful once again in both the Force and with a lightsaber, thanks to private lessons from another fellow student and the lightsaber fighter, the lightsaber master teacher. The archives proved to be an invaluable resource for both of these. He learned all about the ancient Sith, including Darth Revan, who I will be talking about in my next episode, and just about all other kinds of Sith, and he discovered all sorts of ancient uh, documents and powers and rituals. Bane grew to be more powerful than any other student, and quite possibly some of the masters all the while believing that the Brotherhood was flawed. Some students recognized him as a threat and conspired to ambush and kill him. Their plan failed, and Bane destroyed them all, finally and fully giving himself over to the dark side, denouncing the Brotherhood and claiming the title Darth, originally claimed by Darth Revan. He then went to the ancient planet Lihan, searching for Darth Revan's holocron. He took over Rancor's mind and rode it to the temple. He found the holocron and spent weeks studying it, before his old lightsaber trainer, Kasim, who had given Bane his lightsaber, was sent by the Brotherhood to kill Bane, and the two commenced an epic duel in the temple. Bane was very proficient with his curved hilt, but Kasim was equally proficient with his double-bladed saber. Bane realized that Kasim had always been holding out on him during their practice sessions and was entirely unprepared when Kasim split his double-bladed hilt down the middle, forming two sabers. Bane was forced back beneath the assault, but eventually destroyed his opponent with a devastating dark side blast of force. He then sent Lord Conan a message, stating that he wanted to be accepted back into the Brotherhood, a ruse, of course. And as a token of goodwill, he sent Khan a ritual weapon called the Thought Bomb, also a ruse designed to destroy the Sith, as well as the Jedi. Khan sent an envoy to meet Bane on the planet Ambria to discuss his rejoining. The envoy was a previous fellow student of Bane's, who was the one who had been secretly tutoring him in the ways of the Force. She poisoned him, and Bane was knocked out. He was only revived once he was able to feed off the fear and despair of a scavenger family who stumbled upon him, and even then, he was only just strong enough to go searching for healing from a local healer. He only received aid after threatening his daughter's life, but then was able to go to Rusan, where the Sith were currently engaged with the Jedi. He pretended to join with Khan and the Sith, teaching them a ritual called a Force Wave which they used to incinerate the forest in which the Jedi were hiding. Khan put a stop to it once he recognized the power of it, and Bane went back to the Sith camp. He then manipulated the Sith fleet so that the Jedi could slip through and reinforce the ones currently encamped on the planet. Khan then confronted Bane.
The two engaged in a mental battle, with the outcome being that Bane would remain at camp and Khan would lead the Sith into the nearby caves and trap the Jedi, destroying them with the Thought Bomb. So ultimately, in the end, Khan did destroy the Jedi, but also the Sith and all these people within several mile radius of the Thought Bomb. Now the Thought Bomb, I could do a whole episode about, but basically it was just this bomb or mental bomb that only affected Force users, but completely obliterated them and kept them stored inside this cylinder that it created. He then, Bane then found a new apprentice, a little girl who was not, who, who was outside the radius of the bomb named Zana, who was force sensitive. And he trained her to be his new apprentice. And this was when he initiated the rule of two, believing that the Sith always failed because they were so weak, and they got so weak because there were so many of them. Now, this was his logic. The more Sith there were, the less power it actually took for them to overthrow a head Sith. If there was one strong Sith leader, then multiple weaker Sith could still theoretically take him down, combining their own weak power to do it. So that makes sense. But with the rule of two, the Sith apprentice would ultimately destroy the master, as this is the Sith way. The weak must uh, die, and the stronger must carry on the Sith legacy. So the apprentice would eventually become stronger than the master and destroy them. This way, the Sith would always be getting stronger and stronger as more apprentices became powerful and more powerful than their masters. So since this kept going down, you can imagine how powerful Palpatine was a thousand years later. So if Bane was this strong, then Palpatine was at least a thousand times more strong. But this is just a very cool thought and way of thinking about this. Bane's catchphrase basically was, uh, two, there must be two Sith, right? And then his phrase was, one to embody the power, the other to crave it. So the master was the embodiment of the dark side, and the apprentice was the craver of the dark side. So this is just how the Sith operated. And of course, people like uh, Asajj Ventress, or even Maul at first, didn't really count as full Sith, while they, the two Sith Lords remained. They were just assassins. So this is just a very cool story, I think, and uh, just cool background on the rule of two and how it was created and why. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe to Spotify, whichever is easier. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know any questions or comments or episode requests you have. Should I do more Old Republic stuff or stick to some of the canon stuff? It's up to you. So until next time, may the Force be with you.